0: Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the Gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I sit down to talk about what we do when we're having a bad day before a sermon. We also kick off a new series entitled, Serving Christ. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching, episode number 42. Welcome back, John. Big 42. Big 42. Um, Jackie Robinson's number, 42. That's right. Yeah. A little baseball. Retired number in every organization in the major league. Um, but this is number 42. We're back. We started a new series this week called mm-hmm. Serving Christ. You were mm-hmm. in Vine. I was in Classic. Yep. And uh, it's always interesting to kick off new series. We've talked about... Um, the challenges and what it what it means setting to, them up yeah, and setting those up and making sure there's there's a cohesive connection between those but one of the things i want to talk about before we get into the this week's message is you know a lot of times and i think this is the case with anybody that has a, a kind of a more of a public facing um vocation anytime you have to get up in front of people large groups of people even small groups of people um People who are you know recorded or whatever. Um, a lot of times, the people that are receiving the content or whatever, they don't think about what's gone on behind <laughs> that person's uh, that person's day or that morning. But mm-hmm. you and I, as preachers, you know, we're human beings and we have bad days, right? We have yeah. bad weekends, and we have moments where. Uh, we wake up or we go to bed Sunday evening, and the last thing we want to do is get up in front of people on Sunday morning and preach. But we, we, mm-hmm. we're we called to do it. We have to do it. And so I just kind of wanted to ask you, you know, what's your – do you have any strategies? Do you have any, you know, mindsets that you kind of click into or ways that you've tried to kind of protect the preaching moment mm-hmm. um, so that – it minimizes any of those kinds of bad, you know, negative yeah. times. Well,
1: what's 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 your tactic no, it's a great? It's a great question because it's so true. Um and uh and and, and you have to you have to because we we are human and we have a lot of things going on in our lives and some of them are not going well. When you were talking about that, it reminded me of a worship leader that I had and she she was a great singer and uh, she said that uh, she she made a comment one time that that she might have a sore throat, or she might have something going on in life, and uh, but when she gets into that moment, and I guess in, in some sense it's like every performer has this same issue to deal with. When you yeah. get when you step into that moment, when you're on the platform, so you have to shut all that off. Shut all that off, and you have to just channel it for just a few minutes. And how many times have you preached with a sore throat or preached oh, yeah. with the, you know things like that? You just have to. Oh, I've you done know, it with
0: kidney stones.
1: Kidney stones, yeah. yeah. So you're not maybe you're not feeling well. Your kids didn't sleep well that night, and so you're just you're you're really really exhausted. And I think for me, I mean, I think about this weekend. This just this past weekend is a good good example. I mean, not only did the Gators stink this past weekend (laughs) watching them play 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 the uh, play LSU, uh, not only did they stink, but uh, I I had to listen to the game on the way over to Clearwater Mm because I was going to a a a funeral Mm -hmm. for a friend of mine's father. Who passed away suddenly, mm. uh, which brought back memories of my own father who passed mm-hmm. away suddenly uh, two years ago. And I'm looking around the room. There's a lot of people from my last church, and I'm looking at that guy whose whose father-in-law I buried, and that woman whose husband I buried, and that woman whose. I mean, I just I saw all of these situations of mm-hmm. just really heavy situations. Now it it was a celebration that was that was good, but you still come away from that feeling like gosh. You know, there's, there's some weight there. You have, so, so even for me, this past weekend, there's just a certain amount that you go, okay, that's what I dealt with. But when I wake up Sunday morning, and kind of we all, you know, we run through our sermons, and when mm-hmm. you do that run-through, there's a moment um, where you just push everything aside. For yeah. me, it's just push everything aside and just step back, kind of get in prayer, and just say, you know, the, the short prayer, you know, Lord, I need you now. yeah. 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 And I think that I find that very helpful. Just Lord, I need you. I need you right now to to do something that I can't do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For me, you know, um, I, there's a couple things, and it, obviously it's not. I'm not it's certainly not perfect at it. There're definitely times where it's still super. Um, there's a lot of challenges or stresses. I have two young children, so that always there's there's always the the, yeah. the, the danger that something's going to happen, or or, or they're going to blow up, or you know something's going to you know turn my home life upside down for a moment. Um, for me, you know,
1: I know it's a, a lot, very common thing, by the way, F- families. Oh yeah, and we we laugh about it. You know, we had we have to confess in church for all the sins we committed, going, getting ready for yes, church. But there's a reality that families mm-hmm. getting up on Sunday mornings and getting to church, mm-hmm. it is a stressful thing, even just basic things. Now you add to that some yeah. other issues, sickness or whatever, it's very, very complicated. I
0: so had, I feel you. I had a, I had a, I had a counseling professor um, when I was in seminary. He, you know, he said, the greatest temptation a pastor is going to face, Saturday evening and Monday morning. The greatest sin temptations, the greatest uh, anger temptations, the greatest uh, threats to that person's integrity are going to happen Saturday night or Monday morning. And Saturday night, as you're prepping for the, the the preached word of God, and Monday morning after you come off the "I'm invincible" because I've been a vessel of God, um, those are the times when you're vulnerable to the attack of Satan. Um, so, for me, one of the things I really have have committed to do I used to do a lot more of running through my sermons on Saturday. I, I do not do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I that that creates a lot of internal tension. Me personally, just because there's a lot of push pull, whatever. So I, I really, I really push that. If I'm not done, you know, it's it's gonna have to wait till Sunday morning early. I'm just gonna get up really, really early. Or if there's something I need to tweak, and that doesn't mean it's not rolling around in my brain. It's always in your always, brain. Yeah, I think that's what people don't realize is like the, when we're we're getting up for that. 20 to 25 minutes on on Sunday morning or in the case of the classic service, you know, three to 20 minute, you know, 21, 22 minute kind of moments. It's rolling around our brain all the time. I mean, I I don't know that it ever shuts off. But so that's one thing. And then the other thing is I'm a I'm not an early morning person except on Sunday morning. I mean, I'm here in the office. Um, If I'm not here by 6 a.m. on Sunday morning, I'm late in my head and so there's prep time there's running through the message but then there's a lot of just prayer time a lot of sitting in one of these other armchairs Mm -hmm. and and just um coming to the lord and if it's uh it's a giving it like you said that simple prayer lord this is this is not my word this is your word and so you got to speak and even when i've had a good weekend I, I it's actually worse if I've had a good weekend sometimes because I feel like I don't need to rely on the Lord as much. I still have to go mm. through that yeah. that practice. Lord, this is not my word. This is your word. So you got to speak. So, so that's that, that's really have to deal with that.
1: But so so you've been you were sick on Friday. You feel terrible on Saturday. You're 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 eighty percent on Sunday. Yeah, eighty five percent you know on Sunday. So you're yeah. you're well enough to, to preach, but you don't feel you don't feel good. Yeah. Or the or the kids are sick, or you're you're and Julie got in a, in a fight. Uh, you know the the day, you never do that. So hypothetically, if you ever if it ever were to happen, yeah. Man, um, I mean, that that's for you. The thing is, you being able to just pause long enough to say, "Lord." One hundred percent for you know, it, me, it's it's, for, it's it's the prayer time that's yeah. the main thing. Yeah,
0: it, it's the it's the and to me, it's almost like it's you know we you, know, you pray throughout the week, you know, and you pray through the message throughout right. the week, but on that Sunday morning there's an, an additional concentration, um, almost like a concentrated prayer time, or it's, it's really much more, and there, so there has to be a lot more space, there has to be a lot more, a lot more quiet, a lot less chance of interruption, yeah. um, because there's always a chance of interruption in, in our lives all the time, but so you, we do what we can, I do what I can to kind of, on Sunday morning, that's the Lord's day. So it's his word. I got to give it to him. So I really do have to space that out. I have to, you know, put my arms out and kind of say, "Okay, Lord, this is this is this is the holy. This is the sacred space. I don't deserve to be in the middle of this space (laughs) with you." but you 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 work it them sin. anyway yeah so
1: one of the things that, that I'm laughing cuz one of the things that that continues to amaze me is that usually on those sundays when I'm not feeling up to it for whatever reason because of circumstances in life or because of physical condition which is very seldom but still you know whatever it is and when I know and, and the prayer usually usually lord I'm not feeling it right now I'm yeah. fe- I'm feeling very distracted or I need you now more than more than ever and you know, by the time we get done praying, that I don't know how you feel, but by the time I get done praying that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm ready. And yeah. then I'm ready. I'm ready now. And then, and then I get into the moment. Usually on those Sundays, is ten times better than oh, you know, the reaction is Like, well, look at that. Look, look, I just probably prayed that the Lord would do this, and I've gotten probably more comments, yeah. or more thoughts, or more connections made, more eyes, you sort of alert and, to, and catching the moment, catching the, the, the message. Then on the the other days,
0: yeah. Well, and to me, it's you know, there's the, the times where I'm at my. I mean, like I, I joke, but like you know, I have led worship and preached, battling kidney stones and like been really, really sick. And those moments, I get done praying and I'm like, okay, God, I, I ain't, I'm I got not, nothing, I just still got nothing. <laughs> but can you give me enough just to put one foot in front of the other? And then, there. amazingly, the Holy Spirit, I love it, intervenes sometimes i mean it's sometimes right when you got to step to the pulpit right when you got to step to that that message because again it's 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 there This sound uh, for people that aren't um believers this sounds really hokey and even uh for people that are believers they they th- we really believe that's holy ground holy space uh-huh. and holy time uh-huh. that you know if we were moses at the burning bush we'd be taken off our shoes and and we really believe that and so my my belief is that it's it really is God's it's really God's word to speak or not speak, and um,
1: I have had that last minute. You talking about yeah. you, when you get into that moment, right up to that moment, and oftentimes the song before we step up to to preach, I, I'm I'm pausing in the middle of that and just saying, Lord, this is you, you have a word for us today. Mm-hmm. It's your word that you have for us, and you've chosen me to speak it. Yeah, I'm asking you, Lord. Please, you know, <laughs> use me yeah. and make it make it happen. And and, I, and and there's it is there is something inside whatever you were feeling up up, up to that moment. You feel it earlier like in the times we were talking about earlier when you're praying ahead of time before you get to the church before you get into the sanctuary, or the or the Loudoun hall. But in that moment, you also feel the shift as well. It's like oh okay, and okay, you know, I don't really think about it. Yeah. I just go.
0: You start. You're on. Yeah. And, and and by the end, you're like, how did that happen? And, and to your point before, yeah, absolutely. I think the sermons, the messages that, that I think people have been most impacted by, that I've gotten to, to, to be a part of, have been those where I'm the least I'm most out mean, of the way. Yeah. I think I think there may be something biblical about that. You know, when I when I I must I must decrease. <laughs> he must uh, increase. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. God really has to get your attention with that by You know, really decreasing you, um, whether it's emotionally or spiritually or physically or whatever. But God always steps up. You know, His word's never going to go out void. And, and I think that's one of the benefits to our theology and Presbyterianism is that we we really do believe. God's sovereign. He doesn't. He absolutely does not need us to accomplish His right. work. He invites us to do that, right. and it is a privilege. Was well, that uh, you
1: talking about the ordinary means of grace yeah, the other day? The yeah. membership class the other yeah. day. The ordinary means of, of grace is that He's going to he, use ordinary people. ordinary people to yeah. do to do extraordinary things, yeah. and we get to be those ordinary people yeah. that do extraordinary things. Yeah, and because I, we get to handle. And this is the part that sometimes. I mean, early days in, in ministry, and, and still to this day, we get to handle the Word of God, mm. the Living Word of God, and proclaim it to to His people.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's and it's an amazing amazing privilege. And that you know, this week we 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 start this new series called Serving Christ. Mm-hmm. It's the fourth. In a f- in four series, working through some of the topics in the Discipleship Essentials book, um, which is is kind of become a, a core book for our congregation in terms of helping people understand discipleship and how to live into their discipleship more. And so we're talking about serving Christ. We we, we mm-hmm. jump off this week about uh, we're talking about the church, mm-hmm. and it was funny because I was talking to um, Anna Burns. This uh, yesterday, I was talking to Anna Burns. Anna Burns is our uh, youth, our student ministry assistant, our assistant student ministry director. I'm not really sure how that title works, but anyway, so she was at the eight fifteen service on Sunday and at the 1030 Vine oh, service. How about that? So she came in, and, and I, I, I was talking to her, and we were... She we, were
1: should be, she, we should have her here today. I saying. know. I was this close <laughs> to saying, hey,
0: Anna, you need to come in and, and sit with us. But she said, wow, uh, those were really different messages talking about the same passage of Scripture. Yeah. And so I had not listened to it before I talked to her, so I went back and listened to it. And, and it was funny, because I know where we were coming from, and I know the... So I'm like well i there's actually a lot of commonalities, I thought so too, but there was also a difference in focus, so this week it was interesting because we we're talking about the first Corinthians chapter twelve, mm-hmm. uh, beginning with verse twelve passage, um, where Paul describes the bo- the church as the body of Christ, and so you know you jumped into it really talking about the living organism side, almost like a a, a, a Took a broad view, yeah, right, and I, I really took more of a detailed view of that concept. So, yeah. talk to me about where your head was at when you're looking at this passage and thinking about the body of Christ and that living organism theme.
1: Yeah, I thought this week was a it, it was a different. Type of sermon, uh, at least at least for me, it was. Maybe you felt the same thing because the 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 text is the text itself is so is it's so visual, it's almost metaf- It was metaphorical, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a it's it's giving in an, an, uh, a metaphor for what the church is, is like, and so you, you you can break it down. And I thought you did a really great job. Just you and I. I this was one of the things that was on my mind. Do I break this passage down? Yeah. Which I've done so much, so much, or do I just give it, take it whole and then just unpack it a whole? So this week I decided to to take it whole and then unpack it in pieces. But I, part, even part, that was in part because I knew that I wasn't going to be going. This means this, and this means yeah. that, in, in the really more, it was less expository and more conceptual. Yeah, uh, that was, and, and that was driven by the fact that the text itself, for me, it was driven by the text itself is more conceptual because it's yeah. the imagery of this body. Yeah, and so I wanted to get that imagery both understood and the implications of it understood so yeah. that was my that was my driving concept
0: yeah for me and i think and we both touched on this you know and and you 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 know you had the phrase and you said it a couple times in your message you know every role matters you know every role matters every role is important for me when i was approaching this i'm thinking about this idea of serving christ and serving in the church are one and the same things because we're called the body of christ Mm -hmm. and so and and this is one of those things i kind of wanted to put in but i didn't i I just kind of went broad strokes over it but you know why is why does Paul call it the body of Christ it's it's to be the extension of Christ's mission in the world right mm-hmm. so it's not our work that we're called to do it's God's work that we're called to do you know the work of FPC Lakeland is not the work of FPC Lakeland it's the work of Jesus Christ right and um, it's it's like it's it's um it's the 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 exhortation that, that uh, Jesus gives his disciples in the latter parts of the, the gospel of John, you know, he says, this is my mission that you're continuing. And, and so, you know, Paul taking that, that idea. So for me, I think as people are starting to come back in this, Oh, I almost want to say it, but I don't want to say post COVID because <laughs> we did that. Once. Say it, man, did, it's, happening. it's we, happening. We did that once before, but, yeah. but almost to this point of saying, look, you know, there are so many roles so many members of the body of Christ here at FPC Lakeland, and you're important.
1: Yeah. You're
0: you're not unimportant, and you can't leave it up to the professional Christians to
1: do it all, yeah. right? You know, so I really like how you you led with that, and you you led with the uh, the opening, the the 12th to 14. And uh, but you tagged onto that at the very end of the passage. Yeah,
0: yeah, I will circle back to the so end. You, so
1: so you, you actually led with now just the reminder that Paul gives at the end of that passage that uh, you are hey Corinthians, you are the body of Christ. Yeah. Don't forget it. Every one of you every one of you is the body of Christ. You are the body of Christ. And yeah. So I I because really, you you know, I like you you were talking about prominence uh does not equal um importance. Uh, importance. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was uh, that was that was really helpful to, to hear that because and I loved you I loved your candor in that's like oh well, I preach yeah I should be prom- I should be most important here and how um, uh, that's just not true well it's, and so and, so, and that's the beautiful imagery and, and again yeah. it, the smaller parts are are even given more honor yeah well I think I think
0: one of the things that I, and I think maybe a lot of churches face this, I know we face this you know this this kind of idea that the church is something we come to. Right the church is something that we go to, not something that we are and and I wish i, I started to hit i will say this i hit this that point a little harder oh. in the ten thirty service than I even did on on the uh, in the recording the the live stream recording i I hit that a little harder is this is this is a participatory deal right we we are the church church is not. It's not It's not a passive, you know, um, spiritual entertainment kind of, you know, outlet. And uh, to be the church, for us to be the church, it's participatory. You got a role to play. It's an important role. It's as important as anyone else's. Just find mm. that. Commit to being a part of it. And find where your role is. And, and and yours was very similar. You said connect to the church. I mean mm-hmm. be connected to the church. I mean, it was very similar, kinda like, Look, this is not the same without you here. Yeah. Without your participation what
1: well, was the, uh, the 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 analogy of the the cruise ship versus yeah. the uh, the cargo ship yeah you yeah. know that most people think many people think of the church more like a cruise ship you're going to be the passengers on yeah. deck and you're getting all the goods and services done for your benefit and for your pleasure yeah and the, an image like this in 1st Corinthians 12 says that no it's more like a cruise ship everybody's got a job on board a, or, a, a cargo ship yeah a cargo course, ship yeah, yeah a cargo ship everybody's got a job on a cargo ship you know, yeah. you're the you're the helmsman you're the you're the yeah. you're steward whatever so that's just a, that. That is this passage in its entirety. It's, it's it's we all each of us have a role to play. Yeah. Now, did you did you think, all right, this is a the stuff we think about, right? Yeah. Did you think about the fact that that there are going to be people listening to this message in the congregation who would not be actually doing this? physically a part of the church or, or that they're just... not that, that they they belong to the church, they show up and they they, they basically they're on the cruise ship and they're yeah. not on the cargo ship. They're not actually pulling on the oars or doing yeah.
0: it's always in my mind. I mean I don't know every time I preach
1: <laughs> every about time I preach
0: but especially when we preach about the church, I always think about that. And to me, and and we had talked about this and it was um, in the opening to scripture and I, I made it really explicit. Our our um the 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 extent to which we are disciples of Jesus Christ is directly related to our participation in the life of the church, period, full stop, right? Yeah. I mean, now this is going to go way out on a limb, but I'm not even sure that a person can call themselves a disciple of Jesus Christ if they're not participating in the life of the church. Yeah. And I mean, participating, in, and that bar doesn't have to be very high. I mean, we have people that are homebound folks who are, very active right. participants in the life of this church who never darken the doors, who are physically incapable of doing it, but they are committed to intercessory prayer on behalf yes. of this church constantly. And that is an important role, as important as any other role in the church,
1: totally unseen. and But that's as, that's as opposed to someone who shows up, they're looking for some social connections, they listen to the good, a good message, basically they're getting a, TED talk and a, yeah. and what and that that's all they want and then they walk out the door and and I know those people were, were around Jesus and I and I get that that's going to be a reality they were yeah. the, the, the indifferent the indifferent yeah. folks are out there but the call from Sunday was that's not discipleship that's not yeah. that's not discipleship that's not the church yeah you know, the church is it's it's an all all play all skate
0: well and it reminds me too of those you know those disciples I think it was like John four five. No, it's got to be five or six. John 6, where Jesus starts to really say some crazy stuff. I mean, just off the rail stuff about drinking his blood and eating his body.
1: John 6, yeah. And they all fo- left. They all <laughs> left.
0: And those are the kinds of people I think about. You know, those are the, like, are they technically following Jesus for a time? Yes. But when Jesus turns and looks to, Peter and the other 11, and he says, "Are you going to go too?" And Peter says, "Where, Where? else are we going to go? Where are
1: we going? You, you have the words of victory.
0: You have the words of life. and even though we have no idea what you just said, and we have no idea what it means, and it's super weird. And, and John or, and Peter's definitely going to make some boneheaded moves in his discipleship, he's still a disciple. And um, you know, and, and, and there are those on the periphery that we know in the in the gospels that those like nicodemus and joseph of arimathea who are mentioned a couple of times who were yeah. not in that center group but still they're on the periphery they but they still did something yeah you know they still participated you know they were they were still a part and 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 i think that's what this the call of this was about and you you know you mentioned uh, some of the the which I thought was a really, because I do, I'm like, I, I really will geek out. And actually, it was funny, because I had in my notes, and I didn't do it, was a talking about what makes up a living organism? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that in my notes. But you actually did, what is the what is the characteristics between something that's living and something that's not alive? And you, there was probably like five things, I think, mm-hmm. you said, um, which I thought was a really interesting way to connect the image, this broad image of living organism with, with the church. Um, but the idea that um, we're connected to that, and so... We celebrate that. And so talk to me about your, I mean, there's definitely comes from a a very personal place, I think for both of us, but talk to me about where that comes from. In your in your heart and mind, that 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 call to uh, let's let's you know it's very easy to be negative about a lot of things. It's very easy to be negative about the church. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You know yeah. I, that was kind of like at the very end. The yeah, the, the, no, kind of I, the stinger. And you and
1: you and I both feel feel this is that uh, people are down on the church yeah. and it's uh, it's and and people are down in in this day and age in the cancel culture divisive culture day and age people are down on anything and yeah. everything and it's just it, it it's just so disheartening to see people just that their first instinct is to criticize everything not that the church hasn't earned its fair share yeah. of criticism there've been plenty of people who've done plenty of dumb things yeah. sinful things in the church and worthy of of, of, of criticism and and in and desperate need of repentance and all that and that that is all true yeah. but it doesn't undermine it doesn't take away from the entity that, yeah. that Christ gave himself Gave himself up to establish. Yeah. And so, I, I wanted to, I, I definitely wanted to, since we were on the topic of, of church and I knew that, and I love, by the way, how both of us, because it's in the text, both of us wanted to make sure that the person who's sitting in this room, and, and they, they do, you said something about stuffing bulletins. I yeah. Care, you know, mm-hmm. And they do a quiet role like that. Mm-hmm. I, want, I love that we, we both said that matters. It matters. It, it is. It is. You are the body of Christ. You are yeah. being the body of Christ when mm-hmm. you are doing that. That that matters. So we hit the, we hit it at that granular level like that. But I also wanted to come back at that macro level and say, look, you you may think about you may hear hear these criticism from the church, but let's not let's not us be those people. Yeah. Let yeah. let us let's us instead be people who are positive yeah. on the church.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a it's an like you said it's an important. Uh, you know, reminder because it's so easy to get so negative, and it's easy too because uh, it's so the 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 negative information um, the 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 rightly are, like you said the rightly earned criticisms those are exploded onto every screen that sure. we
1: have. And, and what, completely ignore the massive exactly, amounts of good that's being done. Exactly. That's exactly. why I wanted to play that video at the end as yeah. well. So it's just just to, just to summarize everything we just we just said. Well, it's funny that you said that too because um, you know I had a
0: I I, I took a, uh, a doctoral class last uh, last um, fall and um, it, you know part of the part of the 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 course was this idea this this um, evangelistic. Um, Kind of strategy, strategizing about how to answer some of those questions, And so people, you know, so one of the very things that we were talking about responding to was that very question about the, well, the church, you know, religion's done nothing but, but evil, and, and every bad thing that's ever happened's been religious, and the response was, okay, name it, like what, what negative mm. things, and you know, most people can name the, cru-
1: the crusades, the and crusades, and they can, you the Inquisition.
0: Know, the Inquisition, and they can even go to like, you know you know, Catholic priest abuse and, you know, in our our stream, you know, Ravi Zacharias and all these different things. Um, And then the response is, yeah, those are terrible, awful, wicked things. But here's what God has done through the church. And through also sinful people, God is still able to do extraordinary things and and this is and and you know one of the things that we were t- talking about was the idea of just saying well look i get that those bad things are out there and that that sin is present even in some people in the church and, and every person in the church but even institutionally but I'm mean, let me tell you about what what my congregation is like and, and here are the things that we're doing and we're not perfect and we're not um we're, we're by no stretch of the imagination sinless but in fact we need a savior we know we need a savior but because we have a savior Here's what God is doing through us, and here at FBC we can point to things like, you know, 372 kids pack um, pallets put together on a twice hungry
1: children being twice fed. A, yeah, yeah um, I mean we can go transitional f- housing for Salvation Army. Yeah. Uh, all the mission projects that we we support and no. get behind the mission trips who we, are making the the we, we talked about this a few weeks ago the uh, the, the cornerstone church here the yeah. Haiti church in Haiti and the rebuilding another church in Haiti so. So many things, so much good has been done. Yeah, I appreciate that. So much has been done locally. Yeah, you know, yes, you know, the big the big church has been the biggest healthcare provider in human history, mm-hmm. but this church has been massive in its giving and massive in its heart as well. And, and and you said it like this
0: too. And I think every, no matter how small the congregation, every congregation I know, no matter how small, how large, they can point back to those ways in which God has worked through them. To accomplish his work in their context, they've been th- an expression of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And when they've done it the best, it's when their members commit to being present, commit to to, to participating, um, stay connected, and celebrate that church. That's when that's when we see the body of Christ be the body of Christ. And it's you know that's that's a, is a great kickoff to our series. Um, we're actually funny thing is we're going to go back.
1: Yeah, in, just just. Twelve verses early, yeah, earlier so for the, the ministry gifts. We're going to start time. talking
0: about the, the, the spiritual gifts, the ministry gifts in First Corinthians chapter 12. Um, it's going to be a great week. I've already started my, my message, John. I don't know about you. Oh, well, you got to um, preach it first. got to <laughs> preach it first, so, but it's, it's, it's ready to go. But um, if you've missed any one of our messages, do encourage you to check out fpclakeland.org. Under the uh, Sunday Service tab or under the Sermon Archive tab, you can see whole services. You can listen just to the messages as if you're on your drive. That's how I do it. I listened to your message while I was on my drive this morning. I know. So some folks watch it on YouTube. That's how you did it, well,
1: Pastor. I'm, I'm looking at notes that you took along the way as well. So I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. little, I'm a little scared for the people on the roads now. That's right. You well, drive I don't in. do.
0: No, that, this, is, this is this is this is. So what I so just full disclosure. What I just listen to it, and then I sit down after the fact to go. What okay? What was the thing that what stuck out at me? Yeah, what yeah. are the things that stuck out to me? <laughs> okay, um,
1: I'm, I'm, I feel better.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's no, I don't. Yeah, I don't do that while I'm driving. No, but uh, if if anyone's missed any of those messages, check out fbclakeland.org. I encourage you also check out all of our armchair. Preaching podcasts. They're available on SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify, um, Stitcher. And uh, we encourage you to uh, subscribe, uh, hit, hit the like button, and share it with your friends on social media. We think it's edifying, especially weeks like this where we definitely approach the passages from different angles. It, it definitely gives you a fuller picture of what this is all about. But, John, thank you once again for sitting in the armchair with us. And uh, we'll see you guys all next time. See you next
1: week.